Welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. We help committed people stop wasting time and stop compromising on their goals. We build and rebuild strong people through one-on-one custom fitness solutions. No filler, no nonsense, and no time to waste. Let's talk about it. Hey, hello, and welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. My name is Justin McClintock, and I'm excited. Today we have a guest. He's a coach. He's a dad. He has incredible long hair. He is also the owner and founder of Million Dollar Body. Nate Palmer, welcome to the podcast. Justin, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to chat today. I'm really happy to have you. Uh, My understanding, and I want you to flesh it out a little bit. Well, actually, we'll start there. Who are you and what do you do? So like you said, I'm like, generally speaking, I'm a dad. I like to think of myself as like a a dad with a business rather than like a business person with a family. But I've been, I have a really similar story to you. I know we were just talking about this before the episode, but like I started as a personal trainer in 2008, worked for about seven, eight years, primarily one-to-one. Then um, like kind of on the flip side, like I know you said you had a lot of clients kind of move across the country. My wife and I sold all of our stuff and we moved to South America. And I was like, I still want to work with you guys. So I started like launched into more of like an online coaching space uh, in like 2015, 2016. But for me, I'm like a training nerd. I love talking about movement and fitness and push-ups and Bulgarian split squats. I love that stuff. So for me, I was like, you know what you need is a training program. I will write it in Excel for you and then I will email it to you. And people were like, this is great, except for I don't know how to do any of these exercises. So. I started like learning that like, okay, well, I got to, I got to go film some videos and make like a program around it. And like, okay, did that. People were still like, but also I still eat chocolate cake. So I was like, dang it. All right. Well, that's, that's not working. So I had to like kind of pull back on my like training proclivities and start addressing the root causes of the issue. And this was like a transformational experience for like my clients, but also my business, because I started talking more about the habits, the lifestyle, the mindset that really like facilitate those transformations that like the sustainable long-term progress that people really like to see. Um, and that's kind of where I've ended up recently. So million dollar body is just the, like the, basically the brand that I help a lot of, um, high performing dads, guys, dads kind of like myself who are, have businesses or C-level executives, things, people like who are want more stuff in the other areas of life, but are not necessarily devoted to like training and don't love to be in the gym or have time for three hour marathon workouts. So I really like to help people who are super busy, have other passions, other things that drive them, help them get the results physically that they want, that they can then parlay into the other areas of their life that are important to them. That sounds extremely relatable. And I imagine resonates with a lot of people out there. Most people are training, going to the gym, doing these things so they can do all of the other things in their life so they can feel the way they want to feel the other 23 hours of the day. It's not certainly there are people who train just to train, but it's a very small percentage of people who are doing these things. Typically, I forget who said it, it wasn't me people go to the gym, so they can look and feel like they think people who go to the gym look and feel like that, that makes a lot of sense. I really like that quote. I'm gonna definitely say it. How do you tailor things to these very busy people? Like what is different with a busy person versus and and not to stereotype, but a 19 year old who can stay in the gym for three and a half hours and it's no big deal. So more so than like highlighting the busyness and being like, Hey, everything is really fast paced because like it is like for, as an example, like the workouts that I give people through like the phase one of the million dollar body program are all 20 minutes long. Okay. So really doable, really accessible. But before I even get into like the busyness and like how much time do you have? Most of the people that are talking to me are talking about energy. They're like, 
I'm not sleeping at night. My kids are keeping me up. Like I'm getting less sleep. I don't have the energy. I'm dragging at 1030 at three o'clock after dinner. I'm crashing. Um, so I start to, to try to talk to people about from an energetic perspective, how do you get more done? How do you feel better? Because when you have a lot of energy and focus and you, you feel really good. And if you can harness that, you can be a better dad, a better mom, better at your work. And that's what I'm trying to help people connect to this. This is bigger than your biceps. This is more like, this is more important than the muscles you develop training. So I think that like talking about this from an energetic perspective is kind of the baseline. So when I go, okay, here's what I want you to do in the morning is I want you to set up with like a, a protein and a fat in the morning. And here's why is because if you can get this slow drip of good quality energy, you're not going to have these blood sugar swings. You're not going to get hungry at 1030 and you're, and you're going to be able to work through until one o'clock until lunchtime. So yes, it's tailored to busy people, but more so it's pushing people in the direction of understanding that using like, let's use fitness and nutrition as force multipliers to get bigger, more energetic, like healthier, happier, rather than trying to condense ourselves down to the box where we get smaller, lesser, drop weight, drop fat, burn, you know, and like, which is kind of like, I feel like a lot of times the fitness and supplement industry is like, you're too much. You need to become smaller. We don't like the, you the way you are. The constant push to take pe things away from people. Like somehow yes. you're already too much. You need to be smaller. You need to be less push, 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 especially with food. I mean, Jesus Christ, like the food restriction stuff going around is, I know it's not new, but it's always makes my head spin. <laughs> got to cut out entire macronutrient groups. You like vegetables too bad. You got to have carnivore. You like oh meat too bad. It's got to be vegetarian. Thank you. I cannot. I have tried, had a challenging conversation with someone yesterday who was trying to tell me about how keto was good for the general population, and it, it didn't go well. It was. I think. I think we really vibe together, Justin, because I just released a video called Eight Reasons Keto Sucks for You." I <laughs> apologize for not watching that ahead of time, but I'm going to go watch it. Like I understand why it works for a few people, but goodness gracious, if people don't understand that. It, like it was general. Like it was first used as a uh, like a treatment for epilepsy. It's like a medical treatment to put your body on like backup energy source. Like it's like why go be like, oh man, there's all this electricity is so nice. Let's flip it all off and throw on the generator in the back and run gasoline. Like that's like that's kind of the the mentality. But I think it promote more so than like physical stuff and cutting out an entire food group of like carbohydrates. It promotes the mentality that there's an easier way. There's a hack. There's something you missed out on that is that is that we're, we're withholding from you. It's not hard work. It's not like it's not consistency. Right. It's a it's fat adaptation and you missed it. You missed it somewhere, you know, and I think yeah. that that mentality is poisonous. Yeah, this one magic thing. It doesn't take a bunch of work. It doesn't take a process. It doesn't take patience or consistency. It takes a pill or just doing this thing. Or we can also sell you these exogenous ketones that definitely don't work, <laughs> but it's going to be great. But they are forty dollars. <laughs> Yes, every two weeks, and but <laughs> you need right. to pay for a one-year subscription. Yeah, and they are they are going to auto ship, and you need still need to take them. <laughs> How individualized is the work that you do? Like we we specialize in kind of one-on-one, -on -one, like super custom. You know, it changes as they, as they go along and they train and things like that. I just like what size are you working at, and do people have the opportunity to do maybe one-on-one -on -one work with you? Yeah, so I've I've kind of got run the gamut here. Um, so when what I found was that like previously, like in 2015, 2016, I was doing hyper individualized programs, everything was like written, filmed, was very, very specific. And my price points were like, I'm gonna charge you $90 a month for this. It was like, like incredibly low. Um, and now what I've what I've just like since come to discover is that people don't need or even want like custom or bespoke or like very hyper individualized programs. What they want is proven, trustworthy programs that get results. 
So when I have people come on board for the first time, I put them through a very, very similar structure to help teach them this framework that I think of like the million dollar body framework. And I'll just give it to you right now. It's in the book. Like I, like I'm, it's not like this magic secret I'm trying to like hold back, but basically it's eating in a way that prioritizes like steady blood sugar throughout the day. Um, because most of the people I'm working with are insulin resistant. So like rather than having like these spikes all day long, which detract from energy, detract from their focus, I'm trying to teach them how to eat in a way that builds their energy and helps them actually burn some more fat during the day. So proteins and fats in the morning, proteins and vegetables for lunch, proteins, carbs, and, and vegetables for dinner. I try to teach them and like show them why that's the case. But previously what I was doing is a lot of education. My program was like, 20 videos, all 20 minutes long, going really into depth on all this stuff, how to read food labels, what's the difference between like a, like the, the, like the glycemic index and everything. And what I realized is that people did not give a shit. They either wouldn't watch the videos, it'd be too overwhelming, or they wouldn't, they weren't in a place that they could connect the actual information to the tactics. So my first month is, is cut and dry. Follow the instructions. Here's exactly what you eat. It's a meal plan. And I used to be a really anti-meal plan. But what I found is that if I go back next month and I go, okay, hey, listen, you did this meal plan and, and you saw how it worked, right? And they're like, yes, I got some good results. You know, we built up momentum. And I go, okay, do you see how the breakfast, when we were doing a protein shake, we had the proteins here and these are the fats. And you see how you felt during the day? And they're like, oh yeah, I get it. I'm like, well, here's a couple other options you can do. You see how lunch you felt like this? You had to, like, we were doing like really, really like just chicken thighs and like, ba ba like bag of baby carrots. And you see how you felt during the afternoon? They're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, here's a bunch of other options now. So it's really like this myopic focus, very not individualized at first. I went in a, a proven system and then we back it up and back it up and back it up until eventually it's like, hey, if you want to have like chicken thighs, fruit loops and, and uh, like roasted Brussels sprouts for dinner, you still fit the framework. If that's what you like to eat, like we can, I'm going to teach you how to do that. So everyone goes through like an on-ramp, like everyone's doing more or less the same four weeks. And then you check in and say, yes. all right, like, how did this work? It worked 100% for you. Great. We found your prescription. It worked 80% for you. All right. Well, we're going to move some things around or adjust this also to make it ideal. I would imagine like sustainable, like people can do anything exactly. for four weeks, more or less. Yeah. And, and I, but I think that like, like I kind of like, I've, I've been the gamut, right? So like at first I was like, well, no, we've got to like make sure this is custom to you and stuff like that and do these things and really get into your training. But what I found is that if, if I focus on training first, people didn't really get the results. So now I'm focusing really heavily on the nutrition first with these really short workouts. And the short workouts are like, hey, it's the same for everybody. It's like a, you know, a split squat, a row, a chest press, do as many times as you can in 20 minutes out the door. So I want to see you progress over, over four weeks and then I'll add in, I'll give you access to the app. I use Train Heroic. And then I'm writing your programs, but you have to go through that on-ramp process because if I just give you a bunch of stuff, the chances of you following it are really minimal. So I'm going to give you something very simple, very like, like a small step-by-step -step process to help create momentum, create some results, get you excited about the prospect, and then like learn by doing essentially. And um, after that, well, I kind of pull back and then we go... Here's more how to individualize it. Here's how to do it sustainably for you and your family. Here's the workouts that are really going to fit your lifestyle. Like one guy was like, I only have like a TRX and a big rock. And I was like, okay, we'll get some workouts with a TRX and a big rock going for you then. We can do stuff with a big rock. Yep. People have done it before. Right. How do you deal with, uh, we run into a lot with people who may, maybe they start asking for fat loss or weight loss. Say, I want to lose some weight because X, Y, and Z. And if we talk to them for a little while, we find out that they're actually after some of the things you're talking about. They actually want more energy. They want to be able to run around with their kids. They want to sleep better at night. Maybe they want to fit into that pair of pants. Maybe that's part of a thing. But what they what the scale says may not actually enter into how they feel about it. And it may not. And sometimes that's a muscle fat trade off also. Like, 
take away 10 pounds of fat and add 10 pounds of muscle, is that acceptable? Like the scale won't move, but you will look and feel and operate different. Is that something that uh, resonates with you? Yeah. And I, I like what you're talking about with like really getting to people's why and actually what they're looking for. Because at the end of the day, like if they want more energy and be able to pick their kids above the floor, like that will keep them going longer than being like, well, I could, I could drop five pounds, you know, like that's not a goal. That doesn't matter. Like I, I used to work uh, more with women than I do now. And, uh, you know, I'd work with women who are like, I'm, I got a wedding in X amount of months and they were amazing clients right up until the day of the wedding. And then they were horrible clients because their why completely off. evaporated. Mm-hmm. So if we can go like, okay, like Justin, what's like, what are your goals? And you're, I mean, you're like, well, I want to lose 20 pounds. And I'm like, okay, who cares? Why? I say that all the time on, on strategy calls. Who cares about 20 pounds? What does that do? And they're like, well, I want to I feel better. I'm like, who cares if you feel better? What does that do for you? Yeah. And so I try to take that like to that, like that stop where it's like my dad passed when I was 50, when he was 55. I don't want to do that to my family. I want to be there for my kids. And I'm like, boom. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. Now that you have a very strong, why a strong connection to what that's get like that's getting to. So now if I can connect protein shake in the morning to longevity and being there to like walk your granddaughter down the aisles, now you're going to stay the course. So I totally resonate with what you said. Yeah, find something that's actually meaningful. And I think you're doing it in a really thoughtful way. You, I feel like we're more on the same page than I, than I could have hoped, Nate. But you're not. There's a lot of people in the fitness industry who like find someone's pain point and just kind of push on it until it hurts and all the money comes out. But you can find that thing that they're worried about, that, that, that their real why internal goal, and use it as just a simple motivator. Well, oh, you said this. We're going to do X, Y, and Z in this sustainable, thoughtful, progressive way. And we expect to see these results and we're going to check in on it. And that's going to take you toward this big, amazing goal you have. And maybe you will lose five pounds on the way and, and maybe you won't. But that's that's such a short-term goal that it won't be meaningful enough. Because as soon as you lose five pounds, you're like, oh, well, I, it turns out I want to lose 10 pounds. And now things get all vacuous. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And But so, like, I also have kind of like gotten to the point where... I realize that my program is not for everybody. Um, I have a very specific avatar. And so if someone comes to me and they're like, I'm not really interested in losing weight, you know, or like, Hey, I'm trying to build some muscle. I'll be like, hey, that's not necessarily like, that's not what I specialize in. Uh, and I know a lot of people that can really help you out with that, but it's probably not, we're probably not the right connection. Yeah, totally. That's totally we, fine. We often, I don't think we don't do it anymore. We re-recorded it, but we used to end the podcast saying we don't work with everybody, but we'll talk to anybody. And we all the time have people who come to us and say, and, and have these goals or want to work in this way. And we're like, oh, you know, like we're, we're really not a great fit for that. But I do know some of these people, and it sounds like you're going to get added to the list, Nate, like who I think you would work really well with. Like Feel Strong doesn't really do nutrition work. We used to do it a lot. Honestly, I didn't love doing it. It's like not my zone of special genius. I was okay at it. We got pretty good results, but I don't love doing it. So we don't do it anymore. And other people love doing it and do it very well. So I'm like, yeah, well, let, let's let the specialists who find this, find a passion in this and win at it, do that. And I'll stay over here and make people incredibly strong and get them out of pain and improve your flexibility and all of those things. Perfect. Yeah. And do the things that you actually enjoy doing. Yeah. Cause like for a while I was like, people were like, can you do macros? And I was like, sure, I can do macros. And I was like, dang, this is really doing not my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. So you want to do macros? You want to go with the vegetarian diet? Like, great. I know those guys and I'm not one of them. Yeah. And I think that's a good point for anyone listening. Like make sure like a coach who says they can get you the results that you want is great, but make sure that you're going to be a good fit for them in the way that they work, in the way that they process. And maybe that is online or in person or how many check-ins you need or how adaptable it is. But people definitely work well with certain kinds of people. And anyone who's been coaching for a minute has, you know, 
they have clients they like, and they have or have had clients that just, it didn't really work out the way you wished it did because you weren't a great fit. And if you could go back, you would probably just fire them early. And tell what a nice way of saying early. that. <laughs> yeah. Like this is a challenge that you, other people will, will help you more. And I don't, I never want to take someone's money and have them not succeed or not have a good time. Like that's mm, no fun no. at all. And it also doesn't reflect well on us, right? Like we got businesses to run. So if you're walking around being like, oh yeah, Justin's program didn't work for me. Like that's like, that sucks. That sucks on like a lot of levels, you know? So I'd much rather be like, no, nah, we're not the right fit right up front. Get that out of the way rather than having to have like a conversation in three months about it. Yeah. Completely unacceptable. Uh, a lot of your stuff talks about meal timing a fair amount. How important do you think meal timing is in the broad scope of, you know, food quantity and quality and macro makeup and that kind of stuff? So that's a good question. And I've kind of gone back and forth on this for, cause for a while I was like, Oh, calories in calories out. Like that's the only thing you can eat Twinkies and still lose weight. And I still believe that to a certain extent that calories in calories in dictates, like if you don't have a calorie caloric deficit, you're not going to lose weight. Then secondly, I think that like, but not only, not all caloric deficits are created equal. So making sure that your, your, the calories you are consuming are nutrient dense. I love the word nutritious because I don't think we talk about it. I think we talk about clean and we talk about dirty. We talk about like on plan and off plan, keto and vegan, whatever else. We're talking about nutritious foods. So I like that discrepancy. So my hierarchy would probably be calories, like calorie, like calorie type. And then I would probably go uh, meal timing. And the, and it's not necessarily like you need to eat this way in order to lose weight. But again, my focus is energy. And so yeah. I believe that if you're eating six meals a day, when you're pulling all the blood from your extremities and your brain into your gut to digest, like it might be a good bodybuilding type of thing. You might get good results from the fat loss perspective, but you're draining yourself over and over and over again. You're causing these micro like undulations in your blood sugar. And so for the guys I work with, that is not acceptable. They need to be focused. They need to have four hours of dedicated time to get their work done and to dial in because they need to go home and have energy for their kids and for their families. Like that's, that's our goal. So like, if you're like, Hey, I just like, I just want to like get really big and, and ripped. Like I'm, I'm not the guy for you. I'm going to teach you how to eat three meals a day and how to make them amazing for you. Give you a ton of energy and get the, like the lean body that you're looking for. So for me, that third one is probably nutrient timing because most of the people that I'm working with are, like I said, dealing with insulin, insulin resistance in some form. And the way I measure this is by just doing a simple waist to height measurement. So I take the waist measurement, the narrowest part, and I divide it by their height. And if their number, if that number comes back as 0.47 or higher, I know they have some form of insulin resistance. So get, like when I can give someone like, hey, this is the this is the framework, protein, protein fats, protein veg, protein veg and carbs. And they can start being like, oh my gosh, like I feel great at 10 o'clock. Like my energy at three is perfect. I don't feel like I'm going, I don't have these cravings anymore. And I'm showing them how it actually feels to eat in a healthy way. It's it's so much easier to connect it rather than being like, hey, like here's chicken, here's some chicken, rice, and asparagus, you know, and like which can work, but is it sustainable? Is it going to help yeah. these guys long term? Is it connected to their deeper why? And those are really really important to me. I love that. Is that that waist to height measurement? Does that take BMI or anything into account? Because there's certainly people who. You, you just see that like, if that's there, then you know, there's at least some form of inflammation there. Yeah, because because we're like, when you're talking about like that belly button line, you're really missing out on any of the ribs or the hips mm -hmm. that would cause that would like cause like, you know, like the bone structure of the body to to be taken into account. So um, what we're looking for is just like visceral and organ fat. Um, I don't I heard this, this stat, I was talking to I was talking to this, this doctor, Dr. Alan Christensen, he's a guy from Phoenix, he's awesome. But he was he had done this study where he took a bunch of people who had opted in for liver transplants. 
So they said like, hey, I'm healthy. So like there are already a group that's self-selecting and saying, I'm healthy, I'm a healthy person. You can take part of my liver and give it to so-and-so. So when the doctors went and, and checked these people, 80% of this self-selected healthy group of wannabe organ donors had some form of liver disease, some form of fatty liver disease, 80%. Whoa. Yeah. So with that in mind, like with that being like the group that's already like, hey, I'm, I'm healthy enough to do this. Like most of us are dealing with this in some form or fashion. That's why that number is, is it's hard to get to that 0.47 and below. Like that's, it's not super easy, but once you get there, your body has a much easier time dealing with carbohydrates, dealing with sugars, your energy levels are more moderate throughout the day. You don't get these crazy spikes in blood sugar and insulin all day long. Um, so I just think you feel better and you're able to kind of connect. I feel better. Therefore I look better. Therefore I show up better. And it's easier to stay on track long-term because like, you know, like I always tell my clients like, Hey, your results don't matter. If you want results, I'll, I'll make you tilapia and asparagus for the next 30 days. You get great results. You lose a lot of body fat. Yeah, you would what. absolutely hate me and you would eat a Cinnabon on day 31. But like, can you take this and can you run with it? Or are you hating every step of the way, not enjoying the process because that's not going to work. With that in mind, how do you measure how do you measure someone's progress, especially if there's someone that, let's say, has a fair amount of distance to travel before they get to that 0.47 or before they get to their uh, what if they've set like a weight goal or an aesthetic goal or something like that? How do you measure progress along the way? Four key metrics. So number one, weight. I like people's relationship with gravity, even though I don't think it tells the full story. Number two, progress pictures. I think that's a little bit more like, okay, what's going on? How's your body looking? How's your, how are you feeling? Do we need like, do we need to build your shoulders up? Do you looking for that more that, that V shaped aesthetic, whatever that looks like. Uh, the third one is the waist height ratio. I'm constantly having people measure their waistline. So I'm, I'm tracking all that information. And the fourth one is like, I like to make the dis distinction between exercise workouts and training. Exercise and workouts is what people do when they go and like get sweaty. You know, they do a boot camp class. They do Camp Gladiator or something like that. Um, training is what people do when they track their, their numbers. They track their weights. They track their reps. And they know that, hey, I did 50 pounds for 10 reps last week. I need to do 50 pounds for 11 reps to make an improvement. And so I, we track the improvements over time. So those are the four ways that I ensure that people are seeing progress. And even like what's great is that, okay, maybe the scale didn't move. Your waistline is the same. Like you don't look, you still look bloated or whatever. You're like, it's that time of the month, but man, you crushed your workout and you're, you had a 10 pound PR, like awesome yeah. job. So we have a couple different ways of connecting and, and getting wins. Even if like the scale isn't necessarily cooperating. I love looking at all those different metrics because it's very rare. Like, as we know, progress is rarely linear. And even if someone's losing weight or whatever their goal is like it's the line never moves in that direction all the time it goes up and down and moves around so if you're looking at several other things you also know that it's not an alarm bell like oh well i lost two pounds for the first two weeks and one pound for the next three weeks but i haven't lost any weight the past three weeks like yeah but like you look different and your training is crazy so we know we're going forward we know we're making progress here Things move at different time. Maybe you're retaining water. I mean, there's a million reasons, as I well know you know why this can happen. But all, more than one thing to show progress is really important. I get really bent out of shape when people are only hung up on one number or one measurement or one picture or you know they rely on this one thing that can't possibly tell the whole story. It makes me sad, honestly, because I feel like I think mis mismanaged or mismet expectations is one of the things that keeps people stagnant for for months, years, or longer. You know, because if they're always relying on the scale and they're never seeing their actual their fitness and abilities grow, like then like you don't you're not being able to see the actual the full picture, like you said. So 
I think that helping people understand at the beginning of a program, hey, here's what to expect. Like, yes, you're going to plateau. And if we can do a plateau that's like three weeks long, we will adjust. But if you have your, your plateau is six days, seven days, like we're not stressing because we're on, and I want you to know that we're on the same page. You're right where you're supposed to be. And I got you. And so I think that we can do that. You let people go like, oh. they take this deep breath and it feels really good because they're like, okay, this guy understands. He's done this before. Like, He's helping me set my expectations that like that things are going to stop. Things are going to be stagnant. You know, I, I think about that a lot because most of the people I work with are business owners. So I'm always drawing that parallel. Like, did your business grow like day after day, month after month? No, like you had to like you hit this point or maybe you lost money and then you had to come back. Like, that's exactly how fitness is. That's a great parallel. And I have to imagine that accountability and support is really helpful for people because when people are doing this on their own all the time and usually like for us, we're nobody's first stop right for fitness and training, like they've definitely tried other things. And now they've ended up here. And part of it is usually because it's really hard to do it on your own. And one of the reasons it's really hard is you're always questioning, like, am I doing the right thing? Is this even the right? Am I headed in the right direction? Is this working? Like, I feel like I'm killing myself, but I don't know if I'm, if I'm headed in the right direction. And sometimes they are. And sometimes they just need some tweaking. And sometimes they're significantly off the reservation. I think that like the like magazines and just kind of like the rise in popularity of fitness over the last decade or whatever. I did a search for um, like fitness, fitness program or health and fitness program. And it's got 239 million results in Google. So like <laughs> the information is there, you know, the tactics are there. If you want to go see a, like a workout, like a workout video, if that's what you needed, then like you would already have the results you were looking for. It's not so it's not as simple as like, hey, let me show you how many sets and reps to do. So like that's where I think like we can actually help people is because we help them set expectations. We help them understand what the process looks like. We guide them and give them like these small little steps. So they're not just being like, but I saw the Jillian Michael 40 minute booty blaster workout and you're like, time out, time out, <laughs> call, rein it in a second. Like you don't, you do not need that. Let me just, let me talk you through this. But like Gwyneth Paltrow, she drinks $800 worth of rare ingredients every morning in a smoothie. Oh my God. Hun, baby, yeah. sweet girl. <laughs> that's marketing. That's what we that's call right. marketing. Yeah. Uh, so recognizing that people need to take, like generally habits are built out of these small sustainable steps. Like that's how people build routine. That's how people build good habits. What are some of the biggest mistakes you see people make trying to have success, whether they like before they came to you or after they leave you or whatever you like? I think the biggest mental roadblock that the guys I work with deal with, and I, this this probably will resonate with you as well, but is this like this hard charging type A all or nothing mentality. It's like, oh, I screwed up one time. I had one cookie. Fuck it. The whole weekend. Let's just yep. binge. I'm at 47 white claws. Diet starts Monday and they blow it up. And then they look back three months later and they're like, oh man, like it's been a, it's been a bender for three months. So it's like, it's, it's helping people understand that like, hey, all or nothing is a lie that's been sold to you again by magazines, by supplement companies, by like beast mode, you know? So if you can take this like one step at a time and just do 80%, I don't even care what the last 20%, just get 80%, just do a little, little better every single day. That's what's going to give you those progress because the success is success in fitness. The success in business is not measured in yards or miles. It's measured in inches. You got to, you got to gut it out. You got to stay consistent long-term. So like, I like a lot of times people will be come up and be like, Oh my gosh, like this guy is so big and built, you know, like, what do you, how, like, what's your routine look like? And the guy's like, well, I'll just do 57 sets of biceps. And I'm like, bro, tell him what you did 10 years ago. Yeah. Tell him about the past nine and a half years. Exactly. Yeah. Don't tell him about your dumb routine right now you're doing. Tell him about the, tell him about the, like the struggles that you went through back then to actually get these arms. 
Yeah, when people go off track, I mean, we, one of the things we like to talk about is not missing twice. Like everyone misses, everyone goes off track, everyone misses. And if you can make the next one, quote unquote, good, whatever it is, if you miss a workout, then now tomorrow's workout is mandatory. If you had a bad food nutrition day, then tomorrow is mandatory. And you can even take this down smaller and smaller. Like, oh, I, I had a crazy meal. Well, your, your next meal has to be like really on point. Maybe the one after that won't be, but don't don't miss twice in a row. And you can start dragging people back to that good habit because the, exactly what you just said, like everyone knows no, you don't get strong from one workout. Everyone knows you don't lose weight with one salad, but somehow you have one small indulgence or go off track a little bit. They throw everything out with the bathwater and now it's a crazy six days. I mean, that what you just said there, I think is so wise. And I, I've not heard it put like that, but I'm going to definitely uh, use that like my next coaching call. Don't miss twice. Don't miss twice. Because like I've heard so many times, like, yeah, you don't get strong with one worker. You don't get, you don't get skinny from one salad, but I have not even thought about it in the flip side. That's awesome, Justin. Yeah, we like it a lot. In the nutrition fitness industry, there's a lot of myths or practices that don't really work, that people believe work. Um, and there's some sort of bad actors out there selling things that are totally ineffective. Are there things that particularly rile you or get under your skin that you wish, either myths you wish people didn't believe in, or things, products, ideas floating out there that you just wish weren't around? So there's a lot of things like that, just because I think that like the supplement industry is like a three, $4 billion industry every, every year and, and growing, you know, you mentioned earlier ketones, like those are an obvious hoax. Those don't, those don't work at they all for your body into ketosis. So like, that's like one of them, but then like, you got kind of like the Dr. Oz, like shilling out like the Garcinia Cambogia, that like that sort of thing. Like I just hate like fat burning supplements. So yep. like, um, raspberry ketones. I hate thermogenics. I hate the wraps, like the body wraps that like, they'd be like, look at it, it works. It does not work. Like that's you're you're again, you're looking for the hack. I hate the keto diet. And like, and honestly, I say that like, if I got cancer, I would go on keto, no, no question. But I hate again, that it's so prevalent as this, like, oh, well, my, well, my aunt's uh, best friend's goldfish ex, ex mom did a, did a keto diet and she lost 14 pounds in two days. You're like, who gives a shit? Show me one person who's done keto for two years. I'll wait. I'll sit right here. I'll sit right here and wait. You just tell me when you find that person. And they're like, well, Thomas DeLauer did it. You're like, did he though? And also, mm, do you know he? him? <laughs> also, he gets paid to do keto. So don't just don't like don't. And then like the Tracy Anderson, Gwyneth Paltrow crowd drives me absolutely bonkers telling, telling women that they have to like eat, you know, like fermented yak's milk in the morning to get the results they're looking for. And then you can't use wide grips on stuff because that trades wide, manly, bulky muscles. Oh Please my God. just end it, end it right now. What awful terminology. Yeah. People <laughs> we're, we're generally, we're against anyone taking advantage of anyone else. Like I, I hate bullies and I hate people who take advantage of other people. And I think selling these like nonsense supplements, things that definitely don't work with all these catchy names, you know, fat burners, et cetera, et cetera, waist trainers, waist trainers are, it's a girdle. It's just a girdle. Everyone, yep. They've been around yeah, for a You long actually time. have one built in, you know? Yeah. You got a great, great transverse abdominus. It works way better than the ones you buy on Amazon. Yeah. Don't anyone who's taking advantage of other people really gets under our skin. And I love pointing them out because for some reason, partly because it's unregulated for the good or bad, like fitness and nutrition is just rife with this stuff. Mm -hmm. I, but like, I think that's also telling like how long you've been in the industry, how many times, like how many revolutions of like the high, high fat, low carb diet we've seen just like in the last decade. Right. It's, it was like, it was like big in the like late eighties. Then it was big again in like 2004, 2005. And now it's big again, you know, and we're going to see it again in like 2031, you know, nothing like everything old is new again and 
you know, once yep. you've seen it a bunch of times, you can just, you're like, please, can you stop falling for it? And we just got to realize that like, just because we know, and we've seen it before, like we can't be like, when the woman's like, Hey, I don't want to lift weights. It gets me like, I don't want to get too bulky. We can't be like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, you know, because that doesn't serve anyone. So no, that is it's that's never the way to respond to that question. You can't say like, Oh, well, interesting. Like, how did you even get this idea? And what would that mean to you? What would it being bulky look yeah, like, or too mean bulky or look feel like? like, or like the good news is you can't, you can't get those kind of muscles by accident. So I've been trying I, for I, had, years. I had someone once, it was terrible, point across the gym and say, I don't want to look like her. And fortunately, the other person didn't hear it. I was like, well, that's potentially extremely hurtful. I'll tell you that that person has worked extremely hard to look exactly like that. That's one of their goals. So if if your goal is not to get to look anything like that, it's very unlikely it will happen because it takes so much work and so much dedication. Those kinds of results take massive amount of focus and dedication. I was driving to work today and I was like, oh, no, I'm Jeff Gordon. It's so I'm so good at driving. I just right. it just happened. Just it's crazy magically i yeah. touched a i touched a weight and i was super strong and super built i don't know why it takes these people 20 years to put muscle on <laughs> it's embarrassing honestly what should people know about you where should they find you where should they look for things tell them all the things about the book etc two main places number one you can find me on the various social medias my handles generally end the number eight training the place i hang out most right now is my million dollar body community that's where i put up most of my live trainings meal plans like we're doing a five-day sugar detox come november like just kind of like I like to keep that community pretty tight knit and just treat everybody really well on there because I think that social media can be a real toxic place. So I like to have a lot of fun and just give back there. So if you wanted to join us, the the way to get there is n8trainingsystems.com slash group. We'll get you in there. Um, you can check out uh, my book. My newest one came out in February. It's on Amazon. It's called The Million Dollar Body Method. You can just search for it there. And then you know what? Just like hit me on MySpace. Is MySpace still up? Does it still exist or did they finally kill it? Four or five years ago, it was like a, it was like becoming like the music hub. I have not been in a while. I'm gonna go. No, I'm gonna I, Google after this though. I truly don't know. It'd be worth seeing if like how many people's I know or I used to know pages are still up there. And I wonder who's exists. in my top ten still. <laughs> uh, Nate, I really sure appreciate Tom. you coming on. I think we're really aligned on a lot of all of this stuff, and I think uh, you bring a lot of value to the world, which is we need more people doing that. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it was great to connect because this is this is a lot of fun, and we could definitely do it again soon. I completely agree. I feel like we could talk about stuff all day long. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate your subscriptions. Your written reviews make a big difference. Thank you for those. Please keep them coming. Drop five stars while you're there. If you find these podcasts helpful, share them with friends. Send it on. We love it when the stuff gets shared outside of our bubble, outside of you folks. Any feedback, hit us up on Instagram at feelstrongfit on Instagram. DMs are open there for all of your questions and feedback. More questions about the program or you're ready to get started, feelstrong.me is the website feelstrong.me if you're ready to make a change if you're ready to feel better than you have in a long time get in touch my name is justin mcclintock feel strong <laughs>